This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. My website, worldministries.org. Org. That's worldministries.org. Please check out World Ministries International as well as Eagle Saving Nations. When you go to my website, just click on Eagle Saving Nations. Be a member today. We need a mighty national revival to save our nation. With me is Bishop Tobias Niamwaya, and he's from Kenya, Nairobi, East Africa. And welcome back, Pastor. Thank you for having me again. Well, you know, you and I have done a program already on altars. In fact, yesterday we did one on tattoos. Uh, I think that was a very important one. You can go to my website to to watch or listen to it. But uh, we've done already, I've done a program on altars. And we gave examples of even demons uh, from Indonesia. Shannon Davis testified how demons went into the shaman when they took down the altars out of the front yard, not they, but the landlord. And then he went into this trance, and when they broke uh, the altars, the demons screamed they wanted to, to go back to the waters. You know, they were marine spirits. And so they wanted to go back to the waters, and, and they begged them to take the rubble back to the waters. And that's because now a Christian was going to live in the home. And the person agreed to take down these altars because they did not put them up. They didn't worship. They were already there. But uh, they still had to go through this whole ritual. The shaman had to come and he became demon possessed. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't realize how serious demons are. You don't realize how serious altars are. Uh, Would you agree with that, Pastor? Yes. Like we said in the past, altars are really, really, really crucial in our lives as believers and as Christians. And like we said, is altars are built everywhere. The heathen build the altars, the Christians build the altars as well. So it depends on what purpose somebody is building the altar for. But uh, for Christians, there are issues why we need to build an altar, make an altar in our lives. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as I covered in Part one, all throughout recorded history, altars have been erected and used by what one would consider pagan religions. Also, Jews and Christians. Altars can be good. They can also be bad depending what they are used for. Many human sacrifices have been conducted on altars 
to appease their so-called gods. Even today, sacrifices like abortion is executed to appease a person's lust if they have, as they have given themselves over to God's evil spirits, as they have elevated themselves to a God to do what is right in their own eyes. Again, these type of deceived individuals sacrifice their own children through neglect and even murder, abortion, to go on pleasing their own immoral appetites. Tobias? Yes, yes. Altars are important. I, I want just to read First Samuel chapter 7 and verse uh, 3 in relation to the altars. First Samuel chapter 7 verse 3 says, And Samuel spake unto the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and astrals from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistine. Samuel asked the children of Israel to return to him, because they had left him. They had gone and built altars, they had gone and worshipped other gods, they have gone and uh, re- rejected God. And so now, because of that rejection of God, God left them and the enemy, the Philistines were coming against them and killing them. And uh, they were not living in peace. And so they realized that they needed to go back to God. And so Samuel tells them, return to the Lord. Return to the Lord. When you return to me, I will return to you. So Samuel is telling them, return to the Lord. And as you can see, as we'll be reading the all of it, we'll see if the end results of them returning to the Lord. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you just tuned in, you're watching, listening to the warning program, uh, Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Pastor Tobias Nyamwaya out of Kenya, East Africa. We're talking about altars. Again, you need to understand the demonic, which America has lost that reality. But you can look at my programs. I've done seven programs on demons. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Click on Radio and television on the top button, and it will take you to the page. You can watch seven different television programs where I taught on demons, the etiology of demons, where I taught again on movies such as Avatar, uh, what it was built upon, Hinduism and other demonic forces. You need to understand demons are alive, they're real, and they're attacking and beating up Christians in America today. You wrote an article for me on part two, the purpose and need of the altar. You said, altars are built by both Christians and non-Christians. A lady came to my office one day, wanted to talk to me. I sat down and listened to her version of the story. She said she wanted to build her parents a decent house in the village. She had the contractor pull the old structure down, and that is when everything went wrong for her. The father was away when he heard that the structure had been pulled down and the ground had been dug up. He asked if they had seen his pot. The pot had been buried in the ground under the veranda in front of the house. That pot was his altar, his God, his protection and covering. He was upset and told his daughter that the God would hurt her. From that point on, the daughter who was married was unable to give birth. Her legs began to swell badly, and this continued. The medical doctors were not able to diagnose the problem because it was demonically inspired. She was unable to sleep at night and experienced a lot of nightmare. This lady told me that she was very bitter with her father 
when she discovered what the father had done. Despite my encouragement for her to reach out to her father and forgive him, she refused. Pastor Tobias, comment on this. Yes. Uh, that is a very interesting story, Dr. Hansen, because here is a person that had built an altar, and this altar was gods that were protecting him, keeping him safe, and he never told his children, and in anybody who could interfere with the altar he had built, regardless of whether that was his child or not his child, would face a consequence. And so this girl did not know that the father had built the altar for his God in front of their house, but she wanted to do something nice. And then, therefore, when they pulled down the building and started digging the ground, they dug the ground, they formed the pot, and the pot was where his God was being kept. That was the altar on which the pot was. And so when they interfered with that pot, they interfered with the God, with this God. And so the gods of that in that pot this began to work against this girl's this girl's life and interfered and began to bring diseases and sicknesses. That was the kind of altar they had built. So there are many different types of altars that people build. And this was for for evil. The demons of darkness were ruling that home, the altar of that darkness, of that house. Well, you counseled her to reach out to her father and forgive him, but she refused. Yes, she did. She didn't want to forgive the father because she, she remembered that she could not give a birth because of what the, the father had done. It really pained her. She didn't realize, she didn't see the need of forgiving her father who had done such evil to her. And you couldn't convince her that if she did not forgive, God then would not heal. The Bible is clear, forgive or I won't forgive you. She had to forgive to get her healing and her protection. Yes, I encouraged her because I, I, I understand the importance of forgiveness. When you forgive, God will forgive you. And actually, not only did I tell her to forgive, I also told her, you get some gift and go back to your father and talk to your father and forgive her. Let that gift, let that father is now, the father is your father, is your father, whether whether you love him or you don't love him, he's still your father. When you go back and lay something in his hand and she'll realize how, how much you love her, she will turn away from, he will turn away from what the curse is, is, is been cast on you and God will hear your prayer and you'll be healed and God will bless you again. She had to forgive if she wanted the Holy Spirit, the power of God to protect her from uh, this, this uh, false God, these demonic forces. She has to forgive. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be under the blood in right relationship or I'll tell you what, we open ourselves up to demonic attack. Pastor? Yes, we open ourselves up to demonic attack when we don't forgive because you're giving the demon a chance to continue terrorizing you, continue terrorizing your life. You can terrorize your life through sickness, through through some uh, needs in your life and many other things that the enemy can bring when you don't forgive. Tell you what, I remember when I first was a missionary in Singapore, this was a long time ago, um, like 1985, 86, and uh, we got a lot of people, Singapore is filled with different religions, with idols and gods, etc. But we went ahead and uh, I remember leading people to the Lord and removing the altars, Pastor. And then we had a day where I took a sledgehammer and broke them. <laughs> now, most people would have been afraid. 
but I was in right relationship with God and I was fine. But again, most people would have been petrified to do what I did. Pastor Tobias? Yes. It, it takes boldness. It takes boldness. It takes a boldness, not just boldness, but it also takes faith. Because when you have faith to believe that you can go against those gods, they will not hurt you. Because your life is pure, your life is clean. That's why you build an altar. We need to build an altar with a clean heart, a clean, pure heart. The only reason I had boldness is because I had faith in God's protection. Yes. So it was faith that gave me boldness. Other than that, I would have been stupid. Because <laughs> these are real. These spirits are real. Yes. And you're going, they're going to be mad. And you better be right with God and under the blood. Yes. You know, uh, again, we could go use an example in Egypt, the death angel that came. You better be right with God and you better stay under the blood. Or if you went outside the home, again, the Hebrews firstborn would have been struck too. Yes. Because you were not respecting and honoring God or his protection or his word. He said, stay under the, the blood. blood. Yes. You got some altars are formed or constructed by the heathen to appease the ancestral dead. You want to talk about that? Yes. Some altars are failed to please the ancestral dead. That is true. That is very common in Africa. I don't know about other other people or Western world or India, whatever. But in Africa, that is very common. We, they construct the altars to, uh, to please the ancestral dead because they believe the ancestral dead here listen. And not only that, they believe the ancestral dead blesses. It can bless your way if you agree with him or cast your way if you don't agree with him. Well, I've ministered in Japan. And uh, 99.5% of Japan is, is uh, Buddhist or Shinto. And uh, Shinto, and they, one of the gods they worship is their ancestors. Yeah. And so uh, you have to prove your God is more powerful. And I remember uh, there was an evangelical missionary been there 50 years. He says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. We win them by friendship. And I thought, friendship is not going to win him. I don't have 50 years to try to win him. I went there. I did everything he said don't. I challenged the, the, the Shintos and the, and the Buddhists wherever I went. I used Dr. Mike Yoto as an example. I said, this man was a Buddhist. Demons were cast out of him, and demons can be cast out of you. I had salvation and healing everywhere I went, but I challenged their gods. And we had deliverance. We had healing. Demons came out of these Shintos and Buddhists. Pastor? <laughs> yes. You know, the belief that the dead blesses is even there in the Bible. The scripture talks about soul going back to someone and going to the witch and uh, the medium witch and the medium witch brought soul back to him. Uh, Samuel back to soul so that soul, someone would speak to soul because soul believed the, 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 the living dead can speak. And we read that in the scripture. It's... <laughs> In the first, in the book of Samuel. If you believe, you're going to be deceived. You're going to be tricked. And uh, Saul was tricked and Saul ended up killing himself. Uh, again, these people believe that the dead person lives and hears and has the ability to bless or curse them. Therefore, they do everything 
possible to appease their spirit in order to satisfy or quell them. Ladies and gentlemen, we must be under the blood and we must know the truth because the truth will set, set us free. free. So we're not deceived. So we're not afraid. We, we know that our uh, dead ancestors can't bless us or curse us. Mm. Evil spirits can, but they can't. Tobias? Yes, evil spirit can, can, can bless you as well. You know, the, the, the medium spirits. Oh, you remember in the book of Acts, Paul talks about this this girl, this demonic spirit girl who who was blessing and going around and, and speaking blessing. And now he wanted the blessing of God. And Saul said, so Samuel, uh, excuse me, Paul said, Paul cast this spirit out of her. And as a result of that, Paul was in trouble. Because these people believed in the blessings of the dead, of demonic spirits. Yeah, they got mad at him because uh, he, he took away their income through this girl. Yes. Of uh, fortune telling, so to speak. Fortune, yes. Now, you got such practices are common everywhere throughout the world. For example, I remember recently the Chinese were building the Southern Bypass Road connecting to the Eastern Bypass Road in Nairobi, Kenya. Before they started building the road, they slaughtered some animals. I'm not sure whether they were goats, sheep, or cows, but they poured the blood on the road as they walked along to bless their work. Unfortunately, since the work has been finished, there has been many fatal accidents on that road that cannot be explained. Pastor? Oh, yes. Oh, not just that road on the bypass. There's, there is also what we call the express road in Nairobi. And there has been so many accidents, and people believe that there were there were animals that were slaughtered by the constructors that were building those roads. And unfortunately, our people, our leaders who are not Christians, don't realize that. So when they go to open those roads, they don't pray again as such. But let me take you back to the road that was built by the Chinese connecting the Eastern Bypass. When the pastors of that area realized what they had done, they started walking on that road, praying again in the spirit of, 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 of the spirit that were, or that were, or the blood that was played by the Chinese to nullify or anything else that would happen. So, as a result of that, there has been a, the deaths has been minimized because the pastors prayed and they were still praying for it as up to now. Altars are crucial. There are either evil altars and godly altars. Um, Tobias, what do you think? Yeah, there are evil altars and godly altars. Oh, the evil altars are the ones like I've, I've given an example of the Chinese building the road and they build their altars. They believe in their God. But there are also godly altars. In the book of Samuel again, David built an altar for God. When David was moved by spirit of pride to, to, to count the Israelites. And he, after counting it, it was not God's will for him to count the people, to do a census for, for the Israels. And God be, became mad because David wanted to prove his pride. And God became mad with him and wanted to punish him. And uh, when David realized that he had, made a, he had made a mistake, he went to God. And what did he do? He went back and built an altar. And the Bible says, David said, I will not build, I will not give to God something that cost me nothing. 
So he built, he built an altar, made a sacrifice, and built an altar that costed him something. Amen. Verse 17. Then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking down the people and said, Behold, it is I who have sinned, and it is I who have done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand against me and against my father's house. So David had to build the altar for the plague to stop. There are the altar. He offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. These offerings were not cheap. Again, God requires us to make sacrifices. And many times the sacrifice we offer will cost a lot. Maybe even our own lives. In verse 24 of 2 Samuel 24, David said, I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God, which has cost me nothing. nothing. Pastor? Yes, I will not. Oh, yeah, now you know that, uh, that, that is something. Uh, I realized some times ago that uh, we needed to make, build an altar for the Lord. And altars, you can build an altar in your home and build an altar place where you, you, and, you and God meet, you just go there and pray. And it is not easy going there. Sometimes it, you can drag. The flesh does not want you to do it. But you, because you need to build an altar, you must overcome the flesh and be able to make that altar and pray there every day. Because that is a sacrifice you are making. Our lives are supposed to be a sacrifice. Uh, we lay them down on, on the altar, the word of God. And uh, I remember when God spoke to me to start traveling the nations, I had to give up my career, my businesses, law enforcement, etc. And I was now laying down my life as a living sacrifice. It cost me uh, my career. It cost me my businesses because God wanted me to do something else. And so I have laid down my life as a sacrifice. My father... His father, uh, they were in China, and uh, when the communists took over, they could have escaped. They were warned to get out. My grandfather said, no. Um, God said to stay with his church. They said, don't you realize you could be in prison, you could be tortured, you could be killed? And my grandfather said, yes. And they were put in prison, a concentration camp. Uh, My father's uh, brother-in-law was shot in the head and killed. They were tortured. But I'll tell you what, it cost them something. They sacrificed. But again, uh, the Chinese church watched their lives and drew closer to God. And uh, when God brought them out, again, uh, that level of faith, many people then could look to God. And they were touched by their sacrifice. And it's touched my life. uh, But it did cost them something. My father, I know, throughout his life, about three times, he had to take a leave of absence. He pastored eight different churches during his career. But because of the torture, he went in a concentration camp. Uh, He had to rest at times because of the pressure of ministry. Pastor? Amen. Now, the question we would ask ourselves, Dr. Hansen, is why do we build an altar? Looking back at the book of uh, 2 Samuel uh, 24-25 says, And David built there an altar. To the Lord. Why would he go back and build an altar? Because God had to come back again and bless them. That was where the blessings of God would come from. To bless 
we need an all of us a clean altar is what god will bless amen our church is the church you're attending a clean altar or do they compromise with sin do they back sins of abomination the bible condemns uh, are your is your life a clean altar uh, or are you engaged in compromise god blesses a clean altar a life that is doesn't continue to sin or compromise let me tell you where are you at today pastor device yeah we need to check our lives where are you up today are you with god is your life clean is your life pure and and, and right with god are you walking right with god which altar have you built what kind of altar are you building to the lord we need to have a question to ourselves in my altar right with god we need to come with a clean heart it could be a family issue a problem at work financial problem trouble in your marriage even a loved one with an addiction god can solve it but let your altar be clean amen amen you're listening watching to the warning program this is dr jonathan anson president of world ministries international eagle saving nations with bishop tobias nehemiah who lives in kenya east africa Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We need clean altars in America again. Give what you can. It takes money to be on this program. God bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.